Hi, it's Mimi. Welcome to our new weekly Mimi Moments, a new series focusing on short, impactful excerpts from some of the most powerful conversations that I've had on the show. I hope it elevates your day. And if you want to hear the whole episode, there's a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Every single vision and goal has to have the thoughts, the emotions, and the behaviors to achieve that goal. And in today's day and age, we're pretty fortunate in, in as much as all of the how-to is readily available. The key is to get you to actually do it. And this is where the work that I do today really is critical because even when people have the knowledge and the skills and the plans, the blueprints, there are three other reasons why people will not take action. So what are those three things? Number one is self-image, self-esteem, and self-worth. Those are all interrelated. So let's say you have a goal to be in a really happy relationship, loving, you know, wildly successful relationship. But if there's any doubt that you deserve it, that you could and should have it, you will sabotage having it if you do get it. And in most cases, You'll only believe that it's possible for other people and not for you, even though you have the goal of having that. So self-image, when people's self-image doesn't match up with the vision or the goal that they have, and their self-image is basically hidden. Our self-image is hidden in our subconscious mind. It's the collective idea about who we are and what we deserve based on the environment that we grew up in, and based on our experiences. And so if our self-image at the conscious level, here's what I want, doesn't match with the self-image we really have about ourselves at the subconscious level, then we're creating an environment called neural dissonance or chaos in our own brain. And that means that even if we meet the guy or the gal, you know, that could potentially, you know, um, uh, be in that amazing relationship with us, we'll sabotage it before it even begins or right after it begins. So a perfect example is lottery winners. Most people don't, uh, don't know this, but 86% of all lottery winners who win millions of dollars lose the money within three years. 86%. And the reason is because their outside world of money and cars and homes and all that stuff doesn't match their internal self-image. So they get rid of the outside world until there's a 100% match. And so self-image is critical. And, and the question you know, that I was um, asked and then taught how to do is, well, then how do you upgrade your self-image? And how do you recreate, rescript, reshape the subconscious mind so it matches the vision and goals that you have? And so back in the early 1980s, when I would, you know, read my goals, the conscious goals that I chose, the stuff that I said, I want this, not that, I would use creative visualization every single day. I would use affirmations. I'm so happy and grateful for the fact that I now have the knowledge, the intelligence, the skills to achieve this goal, and I deserve it. No matter how hard it gets, I'm able to understand how to resolve the problem, and I'm becoming every... Anyway, I'm reciting old affirmations. So I used 
words, repeated words. I recorded those words onto, you know, cassette tapes, which now I record onto my iPhone. Um, I, I started to visualize seeing myself achieving those goals and making that vision so real that it started to override my existing reality. And today, you know, um, we know that affirmations work. We know that subliminals work. We know that visualizations work. We know that mental contrasting works. We know that there's scientific evidence to show that when we do these things, these inner sizes, as I call them, we are actually activating something called the neuroplasticity switch. It's our brain's ability to create new connections. And People may be asking, well, why do I need to create new connections? Well, every belief that you have is nothing more than a network of connections in your brain. Your self-image is nothing more than a network of connections in your brain. Your habits are nothing more than a network connections of cells in your brain. Everything in our brain is based on neural networks and connections. And some are constructive. Some are destructive. Some empower us, some disempowering us, some disempower us. And so when you start to take a look at your brain as an organism that you could start to control more instead of allowing it to control you, now you're empowered. Now you can stop being a victim of your parents, your traumas, your school, your brother, your sister, your friends, your experiences. And now you can deliberately start to chart the course for an incredible life and health, wealth, relations, career, business, fun experiences. And you could be the captain of your own ship with way more control when you upgrade your knowledge and skills on how to use the most powerful tool in the known universe, and that's your brain. But the other one is your beliefs. And so when you have a set of empowering beliefs Beliefs are the lens by which you see the world, but they also are the reason you behave. And so when we have empowering beliefs, then we behave in constructive, empowering ways. But when we have limiting beliefs, uh, like I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too Asian or Caucasian, you know, I live in a small town and I can't really achieve the success we have, or, you know, I don't have a mentor, I don't have, you know, a coach. Um, those limiting beliefs affect the motor cortex of the brain. They affect the motivational centers of the brain. They affect a variety of different centers in your brain that either drive you to move forward or stop you dead in your tracks. The third one is fear. And based on all the latest research, there are 50 different types of conscious or subconscious fears that hold people back, that stop them dead in their tracks. Let me give you an example. Let's say you want to become an influencer like you already are. And somebody says, well, I want to become an influencer. I want to, I want to influence, you know, people between this age group and that age group, whatever the case might be. But what if nagging in the back of your mind or in the recesses of your mind, you have a fear of failing? So you have this vision and goal of succeeding, but you have a fear of failure. What if from a strictly neurological perspective, your fear of succeeding is you having your foot on the gas, but your fear of failure is you having your foot on the brake? How far do you think you're going to get? Not very far. There's going to be a lot of noise. 
Yeah. What if you have this goal and this vision of, again, becoming an influencer and living the lifestyle of an influencer, making the money of an influencer, but you have a fear of being rejected, ashamed, ridiculed, or judged, or disappointing yourself? Well, again, from a purely what's happening in our brain, unless you understand that first and foremost, fear is one of your most sensitive, amazing signal detectors in your brain that's there to protect you. If you don't understand how to feel fear and do it anyway, you will never become an influencer. You will never build a business. You will never become all that you can become. So the third obstacle, in addition, there's four. The knowledge and skills we talked about, self-esteem we talked about, beliefs we talked about, but emotional control and fear specifically is the silent killer. And emotions are all conditioning in the subconscious mind. Emotions are triggered automatically in the subconscious mind whenever we deem anything that we want to do or are doing as as dangerous or can hurt us, causes emotional, physical, mental, or financial pain. And so unless we understand that emotions are triggered in the subconscious mind, they actually cause us to feel a certain way, and most people move away from feelings that they don't like. They move away from feelings that causes anxiety or stress. They either take pills or drink alcohol or just move back into their comfort zone to get rid of that feeling that is just a signal like a light popping up on the dash of your car. Mm-hmm. And so in the absence of skill to understand emotions and feelings and what to do about them, people will always revert back to safety and back to what is comfortable and safe. And so when you understand how to recognize emotions and feelings, how to reframe them in your brain so they don't disempower you, how to release those uh, uh, feelings that aren't comfortable, and how to retrain your brain so that you're not feeling fearful, um, you will never reach your potential. What are the top tips on getting control of your brain and your thoughts and your patterns that you've pretty much been used to your entire life? Well, number one um, has to do with mindfulness and meditation happens to be a practice that you can use uh, around mindfulness. So mindfulness is simply the art of becoming aware. Becoming aware of your thoughts and understanding that you have 50,000 thoughts a day, but you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are totally different from your thinking, right? Thinking takes a little bit more effort. Thoughts are random, and they just percolate up from your memory bank. So being aware of the thoughts and not giving them much, uh, much power. Uh, choosing the ones you want to keep and just releasing the ones you want to let go of, knowing that, hey, for whatever reason, it's like, almost like a bingo ball in a bingo machine that pops up different numbers. Thoughts just pop up, and thoughts pop up based on internal and external cues. So number one, you're not your thoughts, and you're not your emotions. You have thoughts, you have emotions. So awareness of your thoughts, emotions, feelings, sensations, behaviors, and results without judgment, blame, shame, guilt, or justification, just pure awareness. And it's in this awareness 
that now you can actually use one of the greatest gifts you have as a human being, and that is now you have choice. Do I want to entertain that thought? Do I want to give credence to this emotion? Do I want to continue this behavior? Do I want to do something different? And when we do this in a calm, relaxed state, instead of a stressed, reactive state, now we're in control. And now in control, we can start to make decisions. To cut off from any other option is what the word decision means. And so when we're in a state of awareness, now we have more mental and emotional control. When we have more mental and emotional control, now we can direct this thing called our body to do what we want it to do versus what it wants to do, which is remain in its comfort zone, conserve energy, and keep you safe in that comfort zone. So awareness gives you choice. Choice is what gives you freedom. And now if you have the knowledge and the skill of what you should be doing, to achieve the goal that you want to achieve, now you can move towards that this day, this week, this month, this quarter, and you can methodically, in an organized fashion, start to achieve every one of your goals. Thank you so much for listening to this Mimi Moment. If you enjoyed this episode, we have hundreds more like it. So don't forget to follow or subscribe to stay in the loop. Bye.